everybody, welcome back to Beach Theory. Woo-hoo! Today's episode, we're going to be talking about something crazy that happened. Oh my goodness. We talked, <sighs> we hinted to it briefly at the end of the last episode where we were talking about getting prepared for mm-hmm. the end of the world and coronavirus chaos. Yeah. Um, but amidst all this craziness. <sighs> right? Everything's falling apart. Toilet paper's gone in the world. Um, food. Everybody's and getting stuff sick. Is, you can't go outside. Can't get flour or yeast, or everything's starting to. Everybody's starting to be on quarantine. They're literally emptying the hospitals of all unnecessary surgeries, mm-hmm. non-life-threatening things. So the hospitals are empty, and then all of a sudden, I started getting a really horrible pain in my stomach, and I was like, "Oh, man!" It was so. It was like 5 p.m. This was what, like three weeks ago, four weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I started getting this horrible, horrible pain in my stomach and I was like, okay, I think I have food poisoning. Like this is bad. Yeah. Michael was gone. He's working on remodeling a house that we're working on right now. Fixing up and selling. Yep. Our channel is Fix and Flip. If you want to follow it. Anyways. um, We don't have any videos posted there yet, but but you should still follow it. It's (laughs) anyway. So, um, anyways, he's, he had left not like he had probably left only like a couple hours before that. And I was like, it was like 5 PM I'm making dinner and I was like making ribs for the first time ever. So excited to eat it, by the way. (laughs) They were very good. (laughs) And I threw it in the oven and all of a sudden I was like, I can't, I can't move. I hurt so bad. This is really bad pain in my stomach. And I was like, James, I need your help. So he helped me make dinner, um, which I was like, it has to be something simple. So hot dogs. I was like, put this in the microwave. (laughs) And I was literally leaning on the counter, just like trying to breathe and telling the kids what to do to make themselves some food because I I couldn't do it. And then um, after I got them hot dogs, like the hot dogs made, I went and laid down on the couch and I was like, I don't think I can get up. Like, I actually don't think I can get up to give the kids food. Like we had, I had made it, it was on the counter and the kids just need like some supervision to make sure they're actually eating their dinner and not playing, right? So I was like, I can't do it. I actually called Michael. I was like, hey, Michael, how are you doing? And he's like, good, I'm in the middle of working. I'm just in the middle of this project right now. And I was like, I was actually calling with the intention of being like, I can't, I can't do this. I'm in so much pain. I need you to come home. But then he was like in such a good groove working that I was like, okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) So he just stayed and I was like, it's not going to be that much longer. He'll be back in a couple hours. I'll be fine. So I called my mom and I was like, mom, I'm in so much pain. Can you come upstairs and just help the kids? I don't know why. I think I have food poisoning. So she came up and she took the ribs out of the oven and she got the kids food and I couldn't even eat. It hurt so bad. Like, uh, it hurt so bad. And Your I would, stomach was hurting or where? Yeah, my stomach was hurting. It was just like surrounding my belly button. This whole area hurt so bad. And I was like, dang it, of all the times to get food poisoning right before I make ribs for the first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, my mom helped get the kids in bed, I think. Or did you come home and help with that? No, you I, came home honestly, and Honestly, I don't that. remember. You came home and helped with that. I just remember that. coming home and eating ribs and they were delicious. 
well you came home and then the kids needed to get put to bed so i said i can't do it yeah. like i'm in so much pain i've got to go lay down and not do anything so i went in the in the other room and you put the kids to bed and then you came in and you're like you want to watch the office so we sat and watched like two episodes of the office and you're like oh you must be really sick you're not even laughing at these jokes and i was like <laughs> it hurts so bad I, I don't remember much about that night before i remember then. everything because i was like it was excruciating you know like it just wasn't going away so then i was like well well i guess <laughs> in my defense <laughs> Sorry, this is going to sound really rude, but it's quite common for me to be like, oh, Becca's sick again. Okay, no big deal. I'll just take care of the kids and, you know, make dinner or whatever. Yeah. And so for me to come home. Between and pregnancy and like, I've had a lot of really little health recovery problems after the pregnancy. So so for me to be home and like, you're like laying on the couch. I don't feel good. That's kind of normal. All the time, make it's it sound normal like it's all enough the time. that I've forgotten it. Like this specific instance, okay. I don't remember because it's like yeah. hey, it's just another day. Becca's sick. I'm just gonna <laughs> pick up the slack. I guess you know there are times where I'm tired too, and I'm just like I can't do it. And that's why it's, I can't always do it. Okay, sick and tired <laughs> happens regularly. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> you gotta stop crying also, wolf all the time oh, so that I actually believe no. you. <laughs> Now you're portion portion it. <laughs> By the way, my pants are right side out. For any of you OCDers out there <laughs> from the last episode. I don't think anybody was thinking about that. <laughs> I can't even see your pants. Well, my pants, I told you guys my pants were inside out in the last episode. Now you know they're right side out. So <laughs> anyways. Um so then Michael fell asleep and I came out. I actually was sitting right here on this couch because I was like, I feel so sick. I, I'm just going to try to fall asleep. I'm just going to try. And I tried and I tried and I tried. And then finally I was like, I'm going to try and eat some food. Maybe that will make me feel better. So I ate a little tiny bit of food, tried a rib and it couldn't even eat it. <sighs> and it did not taste good. Nothing tasted good because I was very, very nauseous. And then finally I was like, you know what? I'm going to force myself to throw up. Maybe I'll feel better. Yeah. So I forced myself. I shoved my finger down my throat and I threw up. And I was like, that's weird. It didn't make me feel any better because I thought for sure it was food poisoning. And then I took Pepto-Bismol. That didn't help. I took <clears throat> lem I drank some lemon ginger tea because I guess I've heard that helps with like nausea. I got it when I was pregnant. And I never wanted to taste it. <laughs> But I got, I tried it yeah. and it didn't work. And then I kept trying to fall asleep and it wasn't working. And then I was like, I'm going to go lay on the floor in the bathroom. And it just like, it got so bad that I, my body would not relax. Like the pain was really bad and it was just getting worse. It wasn't getting any better, even though I tried all those things. Mm -hmm. um, so then eventually I was like, I think I need to wake up Michael. But before I wake up Michael, I'm going to look up my symptoms and I'm going to make sure that I know what I'm talking about. Because if I have to go to the hospital for this, I want to be able to prove, hey, this is what I'm feeling. So I looked it up and all of my symptoms were coinciding with appendicitis. And I was like, okay, that's like the worst possible thing it could possibly be. It really was. like that. That's like the worst possible thing a stomachache could end up being. True. Um, so it could be that, or 
it could be something else, but I don't want to die, <laughs> you know? Anyway, so I was like, that's really interesting that all of my symptoms are for appendicitis. I think I'm going to, I think it's time to wake up Michael. It was four in the morning, 4.30. And I was like, Michael. And you haven't slept at all. I haven't slept at all. I cannot sleep. I'm in so much pain. And he's like, I think it's gas. Um, which there's a story behind that when we, it was like five years ago. Yeah. Um, six, five or six years ago, Michael was really sick and he did not feel good. And well, all the symptoms she was explaining to me that she was feeling, cause I got up at four mm-hmm. 30 or whatever. And I came in and I looked and I was like, where does it hurt? How does it feel? Da, da, da. Like I was going down the list and I After was like, I had already gone down the list. I know you have. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I have to double check. Sometimes you can be a little bit of a hypochondriac. No. A little bit of an exaggeration. I think you are projecting right now. <laughs> Maybe. Yes. <laughs> Regardless, I had to make sure that I did my due diligence. Okay. And uh, all the descriptions of your symptoms was exactly the same symptoms that I had about six years ago one time. And I called my, uh, my half-sister, who's older than me, and she's a doctor. And I, and I explained my symptoms to her. And she said, because I thought it was appendicitis, because mm-hmm. all the symptoms matched. And she's like, she's like, she told me on the phone, she's like, I think it's just, because she said, push here, push here. She's like, I think it's just gas. And sometimes that can be extremely painful. And I was like, okay. She's like, the way you'll know that it's appendicitis is if all of a sudden it stops hurting and you start getting a fever and chills and you start getting really sick. Because that means that your body's getting. I had no fever, by the way, which. Because if yeah. if all of a sudden the pain just stops and then you start getting a fever and really sick, that means that it's burst and you're getting and there's an infection there. Well, well, actually, no. If if you have appendicitis, you'll have a fever before, and then if your appendix bursts, you feel better. You right. Don't, you that's, don't. That's why I said you feel better. Oh. But then you get a fever. Yeah. Eventually, then you like die. <laughs> right because it's burst now yeah. and, and it's infected yeah and so i was like well that's really frustrating because if i start feeling better does that mean that it's burst yeah right like how do i <laughs> know the difference so and she said well um she's like people who have appendicitis are in so much excruciating pain that they can't move and they can barely even talk so she's like i don't think you have appendicitis i think it's just gas and i was like okay and it ended up being just gas, so it was well, fine. as far as we know, maybe it burst and I no. just didn't get sick. Because just because it bursts doesn't guarantee you're gonna die. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No. Look it up. I promise. Let's, let's figure it, it out. Is life threatening? It is not guaranteed death. Yeah, it is. It can kill you. It's not guaranteed to kill you. I think it's guaranteed. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you what happens next. So because of all that I experienced, I told her, your symptoms are the same symptoms that I had. You're able to talk through it just like I did. You can talk. You're fine. So yes, it's painful, but I've been there. Like, I think you're going to be fine. And so um, we said a prayer and uh, me and Ryan gave you a blessing. Uh And then we both realized, you know what? It's better to be safe than sorry. Let's just take you to the hospital. Ryan had a feeling too. He was and, like... And in my mind, I'm like, let's just take you to the hospital so the doctor can tell you it's gas so we can get it all over with and not have to worry about this. That's why and we I, have insurance. And I was to a point where I was like, I am in so much pain that I don't feel... Like, I don't care 
I just want to go to the hospital because I could get out of pain if I go to the hospital, you know, like it was so, so bad that I couldn't even sleep. So, and Ryan had a, like, he said a prayer and he said, I have a feeling like you just need to go into the hospital. I think you need to go. And I had had that feeling twice. <laughs> looking He's up. looking it up. I'm trying to read over his shoulder and he won't let me, which means I'm right. <laughs> like enchilada and fajita michael <laughs> the other day he was like sure that an enchilada was a fajita i was like no they're a fajita is this and an enchilada is this and he's like no an enchilada just, is that <laughs> just finish telling the story dude <laughs> i'm looking this up so okay, i can prove okay. you wrong okay. So Ryan had a feeling, I had had a feeling twice, like a prompting, I feel like from the spirit that I needed to go to the hospital. But I was in so much pain that I was like, is this pretend? Am I just making this up in my head? Like, I can't tell if I'm actually hearing or if this is like just me saying I want to get out of pain. Like, I need to know. So having Ryan say he had a feeling I should go to the hospital helped me to go, okay, I think I do need to go to the hospital. And then I went and got dressed and I was like, maybe I'm making it up. And I kept going back and forth and I leaned on my bed in a different, like in a weird curled up position. And I was like, oh, I feel the tiniest bit of relief. Maybe I shouldn't go. And then I got this very strong feeling like go anyway, just go. And I was like, okay, fine. So then I got up and I like, what not waddled i just what what does it say all i can find so far is a perforated appendix which means burst appendix can kill you it doesn't say it will kill you they say can because most of the time you get it taken out and that's why i'm continuing to research okay <laughs> well this is part of your story anyway i don't have anything to add right now this is just a rebecca narrative that's right because <laughs> so, you're the one who experienced it all and apparently the whole time he didn't believe me and that was hey, very frustrating hey, it's not that i didn't believe you it's you were that, like you're being exaggerating no i never said you were being exaggerating <laughs> this is very important hypochondriac because you are you currently exaggerating <laughs> my reaction to your situation you felt horrible when i felt so sick to not have Rebecca, you be like i yes. felt it was unlikely it's not that i didn't believe you or thought you were exaggerating tell us in the comments whose side you're on <laughs> I'm listening to this because they had just like, it was a room with people that were getting ready for surgeries, I think. With so they're like, with, like she's sheets. never going to remember this. She's going to go on. <laughs> yeah. <She's> they <laughs> were like, she's probably already drugged up and I wasn't. No, they had sheets in between the beds. And then um, I was listening to this doctor who was like, I have been on the phone for three hours. This is unacceptable. You guys, I, it was like a conversation where I was waiting for swear words to happen that never came because it was like he was that mad but it it just he never swore <laughs> anyways he was really really mad about not getting his phone answered or something and then once he was off the phone with people he was yelling at all the nurses around him and then i got wheeled back into surgery after probably like 10 minutes of just laying there drugged up which was so nice Oh, it was weird though, because then once they brought me into like the operating room, all these doctors and nurses were around me, or one doctor and lots of nurses or something, but they like 
took this arm, strapped it down on the table, put this seatbelt thing over my legs, strapping my legs down. We're doing that to this arm. And then they're like, count. Okay, now I'm giving you the stuff to like put you out. And I don't think they said count down. They just, they just said, because I kept saying, did you give it to me yet? Did you give it to me yet? They're like, no, not yet. Okay, now you can And you're like it. all strapped down to this table. I was table. like, this is really scary. <laughs> <laughs> I've never like had that happen to me before. I thought for sure they would do that type of thing after I was like out. So that I wouldn't be like freaking out. But it was weird. I did freak out a little bit. And then I just remember waking up. <laughs> so I don't remember falling asleep. I just woke up. And my throat hurt really bad because they put a tube down my throat. After you were already asleep. Yes. They did not do that while I was awake. But you you didn't even know they put a tube down your throat. It wasn't until after you were like, why is my throat so scratchy and so dry? And the lady and was like, oh, me. they put a tube all the way down your throat. Yeah. And you were like, really? Yeah. And then um, they made three incisions. So I had a lar laros laroscopic appendectomy, I think is what it was called. So where they did a hole in my belly button and one to like my left side, which is weird because that's not where my appendix is. And then one down like right above my pubic bone. And then, so it was like a triangle, three. And then they went over to the right, which is weird, and got the appendix out. And it was inflamed and it wasn't very big, but it was inflamed. And they were like, yeah, it was definitely your appendix. And... Um, we have all the videos of it, actually. Yeah, we actually filmed it. But you were just like loopy, coming off drugs, had to go to the bathroom a couple of times. It was pretty typical recovery from a surgery. Um, yeah. I've seen it before when you had your tonsils uh, removed. Yeah, that was so weird. When I had my tonsils removed, though, I fainted like twice or something. Because I was you like, I have struggling. to go to the bathroom so bad. And they're like, sorry, you can't get up yet. You'll faint. And I was like, I won't faint. I have to pee. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got up. Eventually, I convinced the nurse, and she's like, "Okay, but don't faint." And then I fainted <laughs> after oh, I, yeah. I peed, and then I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." So then, after the surgery, we took you home. They said rest for two weeks and and don't lift anything heavy, and um, that was pretty oh, much yeah. it. And I had weird shoulder pain, really, really bad shoulder pain, and I found out that was from they like pump your stomach full of gas to like give it give, give them more room to do the surgery and then it like goes throughout your body and up and it somehow makes pain in your shoulders hmm. it was so weird but i was like oh yeah my shoulders hurt so bad yeah. randomly <laughs> i was like did they do surgery on my shoulders <laughs> but it was pretty crazy like going in that morning getting diagnosed getting the surgery and coming home all in the same day and thinking i could have died from that like, I kept thinking, like, how amazing it is that we have doctors because if there was no modern medicine, mm -hmm. that simple surgery, not getting that simple surgery, you had a potential high risk of dying. Yeah. I like your verbiage on that. <laughs> not guaranteed. <laughs> Uh, but well, seriously like i could have died from that and, and it was just so such a relief i felt and actually i do remember the first things that i was saying when i came to was thank you so much oh yeah you're like really thank thankful. you so much thanks for saving me thank you for doing this surgery and this nurse i am sure she was just like you're welcome you're welcome uh-huh <laughs> 
Yes, you're welcome. Like I and I remember thinking, did I say it? And then saying it. Did I say it? And then saying it. <laughs> and only in like my right mind can I be like, oh yeah, I said that like a million times. To her. <laughs> She's probably like, what a sweetheart. <laughs> At least I wasn't like swearing or something. <laughs> anyways so it ended up being really really good and the recovery was not bad at all yeah, it was really like good. it was like i got stitches and you were in a wheelchair for a couple of days yeah. don't go up and down the stairs like yeah i couldn't lift max for two weeks even though i totally lifted max after like a, few days. a week <laughs> yeah so but i just helped out a lot yeah. And it was good. And then we went back in for the MRI and ended oh, yeah. up not having anything to worry about. Yeah, we found out it was just like a cluster of fat cells on my liver. They were like, this could be from trauma. It could be from pregnancy. It could be from an infection. So, but they said it's it's like nothing to worry, nothing about. To worry about. There's It's not cancerous. That's was, that was the main thing that I was like, I feel like I need to check, make sure it's not cancer. I can't like put my mind at rest until I know this. And you know what the crazy part is? This all happened in the middle of all the coronavirus stuff. Yeah. Like if we weren't panicked enough, <laughs> <laughs> then this happened, right? right? And it's just, it was, but at the same time, it was such a like tender mercy and a miracle. All of it was so good. Like, yeah. I would, I would do that again. That was not hard. I would not do the tonsillectomy again. That was horrible. <laughs> Well, that's because you had all the subsequent yes. in, like problems yes. because of it. But no. anyway, I'm glad you're better, back to normal, feeling better. I'm glad. Would you say you're hundred percent? Um, maybe. I don't know. I'm a hundred percent from that. If you poke the like oh, actually, scars, do they still hurt? I have two of my scars that were stitches that are like perfectly healed, but the one by my belly button is like irritable. It, like if I touch it, it hurts. So I'm just kind of not touching it. Cool. But other than that, like I'm good, and I'm so happy that it all worked out so well. Like, good. You have a great uncle. Oh, I found out that I have a couple family members that have died from couple? burst appendix. Or just one. I think uh, somebody else was saying there was somebody else too, but I remember the <clears throat> one family member when he was a baby died. Four. When he was four years old, your mom years. said that yeah. he got a stomach ache and his parents were just like, oh, it'll be fine. Just hold hold on. And then it burst and he felt better and then he died. Yeah. Crazy. So it was really, really sad. So when I hear Crazy. that type of story, I'm like, oh, I'm really glad. <laughs> I'm so grateful that uh, I'm still alive right now. I'm too. <sighs> you would be sad if I died. <laughs> I would be devastated. And, <laughs> and I would be devastated if you died. Yeah. Don't die. I won't. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> Is that it? I think that's it. I think that's it. Well, thank you guys for it tuning in to crazy. Beach Theory today. Kind of a crazy story. Just, just barely happened. Yeah. So, anyway. Also, it was a miracle that I got in for an MRI after that, too. Yeah. Because everything was shutting down and i was like i really really want to be at rest with this and i feel like it was 100 percent set up from heavenly father that made it possible for me to even get in to get an mri because they were like we haven't been doing mris like they were literally at the hospital 
with all the equipment and everything they need at an empty hospital, not letting people in that have elective things because just in case of coronavirus. So it was really, really a miracle that I was even able to get in and get an MRI and put that to rest so I can go, okay, I'm all right. I'm not dying. <sighs> it's been traumatic, <laughs> but it's also been good. Yeah. We good? Yep. Okay. We love you guys. See you guys next week here on Beach Theory. Bye. Bye. Also, I love him. I don't hate him. I don't hate you either. And I think it's good that we can communicate like this so that I can actually tell you how I really feel and you can too. And it's, we still love each other. It's real. It's okay. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Just listen to me next time. I'm <laughs> Just <laughs>
<laughs> so anyways, um, then the doctor's like, okay, let's just see. We'll have to draw some blood and see if you have like an elevated white blood cell count. Um, so they drew my blood and he like felt around in my stomach and he's like, where does it hurt? And I was like, it hurts over there. It hurts worse on this side, my right side, my, so if you ever have appendicitis, it's your, your appendix is right. Uh, it's below your belly button to the right. Anyways, I had a really bad pain when he pushed on that spot and he, he's like, well, actually it was hurting everywhere. So when he was pushing on it, he's like, mm, I don't really think you have appendicitis, but let's do a CT scan just to make sure. So he's like, let's schedule it. And they, by that point they gave me morphine. <sighs> it's unclear if appendicitis bursts, if an appendix have, bursts You have two siblings. Death. You have two doctor siblings. We could call either one right now. I'll text one of them right okay. now. <laughs> if you do not get a ruptured appendix taken out, will you die? Guar will you guarantee? Will you always die? Okay. Does it always result in death? Okay. <laughs> this is the debate. <laughs> so anyways, um, they sent me in for a CT scan and I was on morphine. So I felt so so amazing <laughs> i was like i love drugs <laughs> but no i i think i just had a really really high pain tolerance because like it it felt horrible and i could barely move but i also could talk i also like i could still move and like i wasn't like super complaining i was just like this hurts a lot i hurt a lot and I think because of all the kids that I've had, I just, I guess I am somewhat used to a certain amount of constant pain. And so that's what, that's the overall thing I've learned from this is I ended up with a, yeah. Okay. So anyways. <laughs> Hey, Jeff, if I have a question, if an appendix bursts, if left untreated, will it always result in death? Send. Let's find out. Hopefully we'll find out by the end of this podcast. Okay. <laughs> so where are we at in the story? So they did the CT scan oh. and I was able to sleep a lot. It felt like a lot. Because you were on drugs. You said I didn't sleep like hard, or it hardly any time passed from when the doctor came Back it was, from the CT it, scan? Was, it was pretty quick, but ultimately we were in there a couple hours before they took you back in for surgery. Yeah. They came back with the CT scan and he's, because the doctor even was like, I don't it's think like, you have appendix. Yeah, I don't think you well, have Because he felt your stomach. Yeah. Did you explain all this? Uh, yeah, but I want to hear how you explain it. Uh, yeah, the doctor came in. He's like, okay. Because I was on drugs. <laughs> maybe you do, maybe you don't. I don't know. He kind of felt your stomach and you didn't really respond, I think, in the way like, ah! Like yeah. he was probably <laughs> expecting you to. I was like... Oh, and so hurts. he didn't really she was, he's like i don't think you have it either but let's just do the ct scan to be sure i think doctors a lot of times will go above and beyond what they would normally do just to make sure to cover their 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 own like liability right yeah because if they don't do the test and, or to calm other people down and make sure it's not right if they don't do the test and then she did have appendicitis and it bursts and she dies and now she sues the hospital because they could have prevented it and they didn't I, do the test i mean i haunt the hospital because i'm dead <laughs> that too so to you know to keep from getting haunted 
they <laughs> they do the test. Even though, honestly, like if he didn't have to worry about liability, he probably would have just sent you home. Yeah. But he's like, you're worried about it. I want to make sure that you're satisfied. Yeah. We'll do the CT scan. It was really, I just felt like nobody really believed me. And that, what, okay, I have to say, <laughs> yes, we've been joking around about it a lot. Yes, I've been like giving Michael a hard time. But in reality, it is frustrating because I've had like times in my life. Oh, what did he say? Ha ha. He said, nah, bodies are amazing sometimes. Your body can seal it off. Pretty high risk though. High risk So, though. but not guaranteed. Okay, well. Winner, winner. I probably would have died. dinner. Ask if I would have died. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You helped me win, me <laughs> win. <laughs> an argument. <laughs> Watch it on my podcast later. Check out Beach Theory. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so the doctor ordered the CT scan. It comes back and he's like, okay, actually it is a actually, little bit inflamed. You we, do need your We probably out. should go ahead and just take it out because he couldn't see anything else that could have potentially caused it. Yeah. So he's like, let's just go ahead and remove it. And it's like, actually, you do have appendicitis. And I'm like, <laughs> well, look at Michael. And he's like, oh! but <laughs> he, he could not believe it. He could not. He was like, are you He also admitted me? that we caught it really early on. Yes. It's like, this is really early. And that's why it wasn't as painful as he normally. Like, mm -hmm. most people don't come in until it's like about to burst or even after, after it burst. burst. Yeah. And so for you to come in that early was uncommon and that's why it wasn't as familiar to him. See, I know my body. Can you just learn a lesson from this experience? <laughs> that I am not going to be exaggerating. Like I am, I don't exaggerate like that. You do. <laughs> You do. No. <laughs> Michael, you actually had gas and thought it was appendicitis. I actually had appendicitis and you called it gas. <laughs> oh, goodness. But no, gracious. really. I like, I, uh, there's been so many times, like even with having babies that I've been like, listen, I know my body. Um, if my water breaks, I'll have this baby or don't give me Pitocin because I don't true. need it. That's true. And like, I've told the doctors and I swear every doctor has to go through it with me first before they believe me. And I'm like, no, just believe me. I'm not a liar. Like, I'm not going to just I lie. don't think that anybody thought you were lying. <laughs> you were obviously in pain. There was no doubt in anyone's mind that you were in pain. Uh huh. It was a diagnosis that was being questioned. See, and I like did all this research. I literally had hours okay. in the night where I was like... I am in okay. so much pain. Let me ask you I'm going to do all this research. <laughs> now I'm a doctor. I'm right going to, to diagnose myself We're because gonna... I'm a doctor now. And I have appendicitis. So just believe me because I'm that smart. We're going to settle this right now. <laughs> this is probably the closest we've ever come to having an actual fight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Has there ever been a situation where you thought it was one thing and it ended up not being that bad? Only with the kids. There you go. But not with me. Are you saying that every time you've ever had something wrong with you and you thought it was one thing, it was always that thing? Mom, I broke my well, arm. I know that story. 
<laughs> I know that story. I'm saying in all of your experience, you've never been like, I think it's this thing that's really, really bad. And Is there a situation you're thing. thinking of specifically? No. I'm asking you honestly. Can you remember any? I can't remember any. If you can't remember any, then that's fine. Then can we both agree <laughs> that I'm not an exaggerator when it comes to myself? <laughs> well... <laughs> I mean, if you can come up with an example. <laughs> I will say you're not a liar. Okay. Uh, hesitant to say you're not an exaggerator. Michael, Michael. <laughs> Is this because you are an exaggerator? No, nope. it's, it's because there's been multiple times where you're like... Oh, See, this is the example no, 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 I wanted on, to hear. Let me finish. <laughs> oh, I don't feel good. Oh. And then all of a sudden, this great fun opportunity presents itself. And you're like, I want to go do that fun thing. And I'm like, two seconds ago, you were on your deathbed. And now you're up. I think you're thinking of the kids. No, I've seen you do it. I've Wh seen when? you do it. When? <laughs> I've seen you do it many times. When? I, I, I can't think of any like exactly. specific <laughs> examples. Exactly. <sighs> I just literally <laughs> described the exact situation. That's true. I don't remember what you were sick with or what thing pulled you away from it. All I know is that it has happened multiple times. Uh, and you know it has in deep down inside of your heart right now. You know it's true. I guess that's true. But <laughs> it, it wasn't when I was on my deathbed. I was uh, never on my I know. deathbed. I exaggerated the word deathbed. But the point is the same. You were sick. A, a fun thing presented itself and all of a sudden you're better. And I'm like, I thought you were, it's usually has to do with Becca and Ryan show type things. Okay. <laughs> like if you're, if you're not feeling well and Ryan comes around. Oh, I know what it is. Pregnancy. It's pregnancy when that's happened. Maybe. Just when I'm pregnant, if I feel horrible all the time, the only thing that can get me feeling better. And we even have a video where we live streamed all day and it's the perfect example of what you're talking about. Ta-da, I win. <laughs> But when I'm not pregnant, do we still love each other? More than ever. Good. What, where were we in the story? So he comes back, time to get the surgery. They prep the surgeon. Uh, they take you away into surgery. I wait in the waiting room for yeah, a couple it, hours. The hospital was empty. The was hospital like was there. empty. Everybody and was all, It was filled with doctors, but no patients. It was weird. And then like... Actually, so, they wheeled me into a room. After the CT scan, though, he he did say, we noticed something strange on your liver. Yeah. Uh, it is inconclusive. We need to do a full MRI, but we'll do that another after time. After you've recovered from So let's surgery. do the surgery, go home, get recovered. We'll come back for the MRI later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, um, so they wheeled me back, and it was so nice being on drugs, by the way. like. Did you hear a conversation? I heard a fight almost, like, like this is a, interesting. similar to what we were just doing, but a little bit more like angry, more angry for sure. And it was a doctor that was um yelling at all the nurses actually. And I was like, whoa. 